0: Nine, eight, seven, six,
1: five, four, three, two, one. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. world. Coming to you all the way from Ireland. It's Sandy
0: Byrne. This is Sandy, host of the Life After Life podcast. I want to invite you to become a patron of the podcast. For just five euro per month, you will get ad free content, video episodes, exclusive events and discounts throughout the year as a thank you for your support. Check out the link to my Patreon page in the description box attached, or go to Patreon and search for Life After Life with Sandy Byrne. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And today I am joined all the way from Houston in Texas in the United States, um, a gentleman by the name of Jason Medlock, and he is um, a quantum healing hypnotist, a mindset performance coach, and a remote viewer like just and a remote viewer as if it's nothing. (laughs) But we're going to get into all the jargon and we're going to discuss what all of that means. But first of all, Jason, welcome to the Life After Life podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I I appreciate it, Sandy, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know that we're going to have some uh, fun diving off into a number of different spiritual modalities. So I'm ready to share with the audience and uh, in any kind of way I can help uplift um others to you know experience themselves and experience their birth the best life i'm all for it
0: i'm all for my best life and i think i'm going to learn a lot from you today jason so thank you so much for uh joining us now your byline says you're your mindset and performance coach okay so i think we've all heard um you know all of these these things but can i ask you first of all you know tell us about you what's your background I mean did you you know when you were in school or in college did you intend to work in this area how did it come about
1: well my background uh is in construction executive um actually uh in restaurant owner so I started off a major businessman you know doing very very well in the states uh here in Houston Texas in business Um, um prior to that uh, athlete, played college football, uh, played pro football in the Canadian Football League. Um, but in the midst of all of that, I've always had the, the itch of there's something else out there. There's something else within me. Um, the affirmation of faith, my sister would give me affirmations to say in college on exactly what I want to do with my life. And I was saying these affirmations every day and man, it was working. I wanted to be student athlete of the week. I wanted to lead the team in tackles. And all of a sudden, all these things were working and little did I know that was my small taste of how metaphysics and how the law of attraction worked. And then she um, had me listen to and watch The Secret. And that's a movie that talks about the law of attraction, talks about vision boards, talks about visualization, and I just lost my mind after that. I'm like, wow, you can really uh, attract people to you just by uh, you know uh, repeating certain phrases, just by envisioning yourself being able to meet this person or or have this new business. So that's my background, and and obviously when COVID nineteen hit. Forced all of us around the world to move within, to move inside. We couldn't go outside. And I spent a lot of time with myself and started to explore myself even more. And the more I explored myself, the more I started to hear and I started to understand that there was more to it than just me working as a construction executive and making money and doing all this stuff. And I started to self-realize, wow, if I meditate, I'm able to lower my blood pressure, I'm able to experience uh, different dimensions. And this is through reading and researching. I had an out-of-body experience. I started to experiment with astral travel. I experimented with uh, 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 traveling to the Akashic Records. Um, I started to, uh, I got certified as a uh, hypnotherapist. I got certified as a quantum healing hypnosis therapist, which Dolores Cannon, who's passed away, her QHHT quantum healing technique that she taught, so I started to experience all these different things and I, then I began to package them together and with my business background, I started to coach uh, ordinary people executives athletes on how to increase their mindset their 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 their, their, their potential um, and we know using hypnosis you can reprogram the mind, but you have to be at a low low theta brainwave state for that to take for that to take hold so behind the scenes how did I get started um I got started because of just being forced to realize myself to self-realization um COVID-19 although I was dabbling in this stuff before just being forced to shut the outside world out And really, really concentrate on me, and it unlocked so much, Sandy. It it unlocked a number of wonderful things that I've been able to study and that I have in my upcoming book, Empowered by Consciousness.
0: And we're going to talk about that um, as well. But, you know, I love that because, you know, COVID did change so many people's worlds. We talk about pivoting and all the rest of it, you know. But, you know, some people got bogged down in the negativity of it. Others, you know used it as a stepping stone to something new and something different. So isn't it amazing the way, you know, our own positivity even brought that on us, whether it was a negative outcome or a positive outcome. And yeah, I think, you know, even your own experience explains where you're coming from, because you were positive, you saw it. Okay, well, you know, we've got this going on, but the positive side of it is this has given me the option to retrain. To find myself, you know, to find where my true path is. I love that. I love that story.
1: So, and the main thing, the main thing about that is the one thing I learned during the shutdowns around, you know, globally is I learned to feel, I learned to allow my emotions to, um, you know, uh, be there. As a man we 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 were taught to be tough, you know, be strong, you know, uh, uh don't cry, you know. But the more we block our emotions and our in our ability to to feel emotions of others and our own, the less contact we have with source. Mm-hmm. The less able we are, you know, uh, the less likely we're able to channel, we're able to successfully meditate, we're able to experience whatever it is that you experience when you, when you spend this time alone, you, you can't hear your subconscious mind, uh, all because you don't allow yourself to release and to experience emotion. So that's the number one thing. the second thing is love. I experienced um, the, the ability to, to actually love everything. Everything is energy um, and it'll always be here with us. But the, the pure notion that you now feel this love feel within your heart allows you to manifest at a level you wouldn't believe.
0: I love it. I'm always talking about manifesting to people. And, you know, the one thing I remind people is, you know, we all talk about manif- manifesting positive things, but you have to be careful that you're not man- manifesting negative things as well, you know, because it yes. works both ways. There's a flip side to it. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so can i ask you to explain a couple of terms that you use in your bio and on your website because i think we hear things a lot and you know i'm a deep thinker and i'm always thinking you know what's behind it what does it mean and i know that people use it in different ways and people use terms and they will have one thinking behind it and somebody else will have another thinking so when you talk about consciousness for example can you tell us, like, what does this mean to be conscious of ourselves, to be in our own consciousness?
1: And, and, and I'm going to give you exactly what you want and not what people want. People don't want the technical, scientific definition. People want to know, in layman's term, what is consciousness? And consciousness, and I write about this, empowered by consciousness, is basically the, the realization that I am. The levels that you're thinking in your everyday life, the ability to recognize that, oh, that's my mom, that's my brother, that's my sister, the information that you're receiving on a daily basis to do your job, um, the ability to go jogging and to zone out and think about this promotion that you want. That's consciousness. That's, that's the ability to sense, uh, hot versus cold, the ability to, um, hear God speaking to you or source or the higher self. I mean, it, depending on which, which audience you're talking to. Sure. Uh, they are all the same. Uh, the ability to um, uh, read a book and then get the understanding of it, the ability to know that you are living, to know that you are a part of something, your conscience of all these things. Number two, our consciousness is not local. You know, we think that we are smart we think that we are brilliant and we can do this no our consciousness is beamed in from a higher place from a source that's not local to this dimension nor this 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 planet and the consciousness that's come that's beamed into us is from God is from source and his at the the, the, the energy that's within us the spirits that are within us God has sp- splintered Trillions, and I don't even know uh, uh, a phrase to give you, past trillions of entities in every dimension that carry the energy and the spirit of God. And consciousness is beamed into each entity, the ability to recognize oneself. And that's my definition of consciousness. It's a broad definition, but it's everything that we do every day. So when you expand your consciousness, you look at a lot of different ways to um, learn. You look at a lot of different ways to interact. You look at a lot of different ways to um, um, love yourself. You love your kids. Have fun. Play sports. You're expanding your knowledge base. You're expanding your uh, your ability to to create. And we were put here, number one, to learn through this incarnation, and number two, to co-create with God. And you know, finding ourselves, finding our way back to oneness because when we are incarnated here on earth from the spiritual realm, there is no time. But once we are here on earth, we realize time. And source wants to know because you realize time, it gives you the illusion of the separation from source because we do realize time. And one of the other Um, uh, goals when you're incarnated is can you find your way back to source? Can you realize who you are and what you are about and what you're here to do? So coming to the realization of all these things combined creates a conscious individual, a conscious human being, a person who can recognize themselves in this third dimensional construct.
0: So it's a bit like looking for more. like. And I heard you talk before about when you were little and you always looked for more. And you talk about your sister a lot. So I know she has been a huge influence in your life. Okay. Yes. But when you were little and you were looking up at the stars and everything. So, I mean, obviously you were very conscious of what's behind everything. And, you know, what yes. it means. This is something that you always had. I love that. Yes. I absolutely love that,
1: Yes. Always, uh, and just you know, levels of consciousness come in different different phases, different ages. People realize themselves young, old, and later in life. The self-realization, the mindfulness uh, that people practice every day, some people practice every day is a is a byproduct of you being conscious of you being able to realize what is around you. And I realized at an early age, what is that in the sky? Mm-hmm. You know, while the stars moving mom, where is God at? I, we, I know we're at church every day, um, every week, but who is he? And where is he at? Well, he's in the Bible. Uh, he's a spirit. You can't see him, but he's all around. Okay. But when is he going to talk to me? So I was realizing myself, you know, you know Sandy, I would, it was, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that there's supposed to be this um, being somewhere that's, you know, or, or I thought he was a man, you know, Jesus and you know, like a, a burning bush um, and the bush was talking back. <laughs> so I was just trying to realize we're easy. And even at that young age, that shows that this kid was conscious of things that he was being taught things that were around him things he wanted to know and that is a great example of consciousness just being aware of yourself and starting to realize things that are around you
0: yeah i should i should be more conscious (laughs) i definitely should (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking oh my god you know i i i feel like you know a lot of days i just kind of you know, I go from appointment to appointment and, you know, the diary is so full and, you know, between work, you know, school runs, music lessons, sports, gym, you know, I, like no more than anybody else. We feel like we're so busy that you literally have to make time, don't you? You you kind of have to say to yourself, something's got to give here. I need me time. Is this what we would call? You it, do. Maybe? Mm. Yeah.
1: You do, you do.
0: And then we move on to living authentically. Now I hear this all the time and I'm thinking, authentic. Okay. <laughs> well I'm living. <laughs> how can I live authentically? Or what does that mean?
1: Well, you can live authentic by really living through you living your life um through your higher self, living your life through your subconscious mind. Well then how do you do that, Jason? In order to live authentically, you have to have some type of outlet, some type of modality, whether it be meditation, whether it be uh, breathing exercises, exercises that you use to uh, decrease um, your, uh, your, your your brainwave state to uh, theta, uh, move your state of uh, consciousness down, uh, whether it be yoga, uh, whether it be you know any type of modality that you use to bring yourself to a very, very peaceful place. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. I'm a transcendental meditator. So I meditate 20 minutes twice a day. And around minute 15, 16, I have reached transcendence, a level of peace. And I can, I've been doing this so long. And I was taught by my instructor. I've been doing this so long that I can tell the difference between my conscious mind in my subconscious mind slash higher self slash God when it speaks to me. And when you ask questions, what is my purpose in life? Should I take this job? Will I meet the right person um, uh, that will, you know, be a good partner for me? Should my kids go to this school? That's how you can live your life subconsciously. That's how you can live your life Through your subconscious mind, through God, by developing the relationship with him using prayer, using meditation, using using yoga, using breathing exercises, anything that can alter your brainwave state and move it down to a level, different levels of theta, uh, mid theta, low theta, symbolistic uh, state. That's a state of deep, deep hypnosis that we use in quantum healing. Where we can actually bring the higher self out, the conscious mind out. We can bring the brilliance in you out and have a conversation with it. And we record these conversations and I play them back for my clients. Once we've found out where the trauma was, where where the problems were, and we ask these questions. And then when I press play, the clients are like, oh, my God, who is that speaking? That's your higher self. That's the God within you. So you can live a life through your, uh, your subconscious mind through your higher self through God. You can live a life that way, but you would have to have some sort of calmer, whether it be again, meditation, whether it be yoga, whether it be, uh, any kind of breathing exercises that you're using to move your brainwave state down from, uh, you know, um, uh, down to the theta state, so that you can reach that level of calmness, so that you can hear what directions need to happen in your life.
0: And, you know, I'm always saying the same thing. I say to people, even for some of you, meditation might be walking the dog, because it might be the only time that you step outside of that hectic lifestyle to allow your brain space to work, because that's the same. And, you know, obviously you, have a religious background I also have a religious background but I know that a lot of people that listen don't so I just want to point out to them and that's why I think Jason used the term source if you don't believe in God you know you must believe in something right. you know wherever you believe you came from or whatever you don't have to believe in God and prayer itself is a form of meditation it really is because it gives you as Jason was just saying that room you know in your mind to think okay well what is the direction here you know so it doesn't have to be praying to a god it's a meditation. Do you agree?
1: And you're right. And and I, and I try to stay away from religion when you're doing, you know, the spirituality it's podcast hard. and you're trying to yeah. it's hard. You want to explore a lot of different topics, but people want to bring you back to their religion. No, we're not speaking of a religion. We're just speaking of the ways to connect within yourself. We, we 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 you know all of us are Religious to some level, <laughs> we everybody believes in God, but the interpretation of who God is may vary, and that is okay. Uh, but I like to say source because it's it's you, you know I don't have to say Buddha, I don't have to say Allah, I don't have to say you know God, you know just say source, and source is a recognizable term that we all can identify with, um, and I and I like to encourage people continue every type of religion that you are doing. There's it is okay because prayer, just like you said, Sandy, it's just like meditation. It's the same thing, um, you know. It's different types of meditation, uh, different types of breathing techniques to move yeah. you into certain states of mind. But it's really the all. It's really all the same thing, and you don't have to feel like you're stepping outside of a box that you've been growing. You've been grown to uh, to to recognize all your life this one thing. It's okay to step outside of that and add some stuff to it, to what you already know. So I understand definitely what you're, you're saying there, Sandy.
0: Hey, 13 years of convent school. If I told the nuns that I could see dead people, they'd probably have locked me up years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what, though? Do they? But do most people really know why you can see? The pineal gland allows you to see uh, most of the pineal glands are not decalcified, and also we have to. We haven't been taught. We don't. We're not taught in school what frequency is. We aren't taught that we have crystals in our brain, but we know that we have crystals in radios. We know that we have crystals that are embedded in televisions. But why are they there? Crystals are in those those products because they hold frequency. So when a signal comes in from a from the satellite or from whatever, those crystals hold that frequency and emit a vision or emit a sound. But we have crystals, microscopic crystals, scientific, uh, this is scientific information I'm talking about. Do your research, people, but we have crystals in the brain. So when so when we're at the right, yes, we do. So when we're at the right frequency, we can hear. We can see, you know, we're we're able to communicate. We're able to see something happen in the past or we're able to see into the future because we can hold that frequency. But how do you move up and down with your frequency, Jason? It depends on how close you are to source, how elevated your consciousness is. How much hate are you carrying in? How much purity of love is in your heart? What kind of foods are you eating? Are you, are you eating high vibrational foods? Fruit, uh, vegetables, um, um, food that doesn't have a lot of synthetics or processes or chemicals in it. A lot of that, uh, a lot of those things affect your vibration and affects your frequency. You vibrate at a high level. You're able to manifest much easier. You're able to uh, exercise the use of your pineal gland, a pineal gland, much easier. You're able to hear. You're able to vision and see things because you have much a much more of a clear vessel. And I was taught all of this by my spiritual teacher, and I read a lot of this in a, in a, in a number of books. But yeah, crystals in our brain, and they are there to stabilize the frequency that we can receive if we're at the right level to receive it.
0: I, I mean, that's just blowing my mind because I am yes. clairvoyant and clairsentient. And then it depends. Yes. I can be clairaudient as well, you know, and we can have different things that, you know, that come in and out. Uh, but I've always been that way and I never thought too much about it. But I do hear a lot of people saying that they have gone vegan in order to connect and I'm thinking, okay, if you want to go vegan, that's absolutely fine. I cannot give yes. up my meat. I will not give up my meat. I love it too much. But I have heard people say that they could only connect after they did. So obviously, that is, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody's different in the way we connect and everything. But that's so. Everybody's different. Yeah. I never knew. Like, I'm always kind of, you know, when I'm doing readings, I'm like, you know, keeping some particular crystal beside me or I'm wearing it in earrings or a pendant or whatever, you know, because I believe in crystals hugely. And it would make sense, I suppose, the fact that you have some in your body somewhere. Really.
1: Crystals are so brilliant. They're so smart. Um, Jason Quitt, um, Forbidden Knowledge by Jason Quitt, he talks about he he was a he used to purchase crystals he was a he was a, a a store owner he would purchase these crystals and he went to canada to get a rare crystal Uralite um 36 light 36 i think it was um a rare crystal that was uh, from a meteorite that landed in canada and it's and it's, you can't find it anywhere else but he talked about a number of crystals and how he was lost driving home one day and his crystal gave him directions literally on how to get home. And they have a different DNA structure than we do. And we know that everything is energy Mm -hmm. and crystals. Their consciousness is different from ours. It resides at a different molecular uh, structure and and, and we can't understand, but crystals are healing and we know that they are special. Um, There's a lady on Gaia. Gaia, the the the, uh, the, uh, the 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 app, the program that she really really spends a lot of time talking about crystals. So I'm excited to know that you love crystals as well.
0: Yeah, I do. And the simple way that I describe it to people is about because I'm Irish. I live in the Irish countryside, and you know it's it's a farming community. Uh, I should pronounce that properly, farming. We don't pronounce our G. <laughs> it's a farming community. So, you know, I always use the example that, you know, when we plough field and we pick the stones, more stones will work their way up to the top because they vibrate, you know, yes. and everything has a vibration. So we can see that, yes. you know, after we've ploughed the fields. So if you think that the stones that we have in the fields have a particular vibration, then every different kind of stone has a different kind of vibration. And that it's how mm-hmm. that vibration affects our personal vibration that gives us the healing or the encouragement or the directions <laughs> that we need. So, yeah, I've, I, I have been using crystals for years and I love them.
1: I've had people ask me about my vibration and, and, I, and I have an, an, a simple um, um, way I explain it. Mm-hmm. Think about a you. box fan that oscillates, mm-hmm. you know, oscillating box fan. And it spins. Okay. And if you put it on medium, uh, spins a little faster. You put it on high, spins a little faster. We can see the blade spinning. You can see him spinning. But if you could put the if you could go from high to let's say you moved it to one million uh times speed, we wouldn't see the blade. Because it's spinning too fast. That's vibration. That's what happens when the when you're in the spiritual realm and that's why they don't have um they're not in the physical their energy yeah. they can take on physical but they have to slow their vibration down to move into this third dimensional construct to take the form uh of flesh of physical and that's a good way when dolores cannon talks about increasing your vibration to move from third dimension to fifth dimensional earth And how beautiful 5D Earth is. But the only people that are there are people who have been able to raise their vibration. And which means that you've raised the speed, you know, of your of your being of your spirit, you know, to move out of this physical into actually uh, moving into the to, to the energy portion of your body. Um, so that's an interesting topic. We could spend a lot of time oh, on hours. vibration. It's, yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's
0: a big one. It you, is. Yeah. But everything, yes. is, everything yep. is vibration. Yes. The third thing that I've written down here that I would like you to, uh, expand on a bit more, we, we came to all of that for living authentically, but I do want to ask you about being a remote viewer because it's one thing that you list that you are a remote viewer. Could you please explain to us what that means?
1: Remote viewing is, uh, uh, uncovering an unknown object in any time, any space, any part of the universe, any part of the world, unknown to you. Um, it's called scientific re- remote viewing. Um, I, t- I was taught this technique by Tony Civileli, who, who's my instructor. But you have to look at the history of remote viewing. Harold Putoff, um, uh, Ingo Swann, the world's most famous psychic before he passed away. Um, they did a lot of remote viewing sessions with the CIA. And I'm pretty sure that all of our governments have uh, dabbled in psychic warfare or psychic spies at some point or, or, or another, but um, put off uh, Ingo Swan and others who participated in the remote viewing program with the CIA, they would use their conscience and move it to different places to figure out what's going on here. What are they doing there? What type of weapon are they creating here? In one instance I want to tell you about, and you can look it up on YouTube, is when the CIA did an experiment with um, Ingo Swan in a remote viewing session, and they gave him the coordinates, and this is how remote viewing works. We get a, a eight digit coordinate, and I'm going to make some numbers up four, five, three, two. okay, Once you get those eight digits, we have our we have a pencil in our hand, and we have it on a sheet of paper. And we let our hand be as free as possible. And before I go further, every spiritual modality that that we work in, and you, me, any other uh, uh, teacher, we always, we always undoubtedly use some type of meditation, some type of calmer to move ourselves in a place so that we can experience this modality or we can have a session with our clients. So, we, we you let the hand be as comfortable as possible three five four four and then and then you let the hand move on its own and what it produces is what we call an ideogram like a squiggly line on a sheet of paper and when we touch the ideogram with our hand or with the pen it gives us information well jason how does that happen remember i went back to meditating practicing building up that muscle yeah. to differentiate. The conscious mind, when it's speaking to you, and the subconscious mind, the higher self, God speaking to you, and once you are good at that, then you can you can receive messages. So when we touch certain impressions with a pen or a paper, it may say hot, cold, elongated, still, cindular uh, um, uh, shaped, um, moon, spaceships, whatever it is you're remote viewing. So scientifically, there are a lot of different steps when you do scientific remote viewing. It's just like being a psychic, but it's scientific steps we go through. A psychic can get a cloth and and smell a cloth or go to a person's room and touch a picture and look at a photo and figure out where this person is. They're missing. That's what psychics do. Mm -hmm. Scientifically, we can do the same thing as remote viewers by following a series of steps. So you're in this session. There are a series of steps and questions that are asked to you by the moderator who's doing the session for you. They know the target. You don't. They want you to describe the target to them so they can get more information. So Ingo Swan, and this is on the YouTube uh, video. You can watch it. Everybody has thousands of views on it. They gave him a target. He goes to the target. Okay. He gets there. He's like, hey, it's a base here. Looks like I'm out of space. What do you see? He moves in closer. They give him a command. Move 50 feet from target. Tell us what do you see? So he moves himself 50 feet from the target. He says, there are humanoid beings seem to be in this facility working. And then all of a sudden, they turn around and look at him while he is in this remote viewing session. He says, "Wow, they know I'm here. You didn't tell me they were psychic." Then they said, "Okay, get out of there, get out of there now. Get out of there now." Well, Ingo Swan, Swan, the, the remote viewing target was the dark side of the moon. And he remote viewed the moon, he remote viewed Mars. He's remote viewed satellites that were around Saturn that we didn't even know we had, um, but it was confirmed years later. That we had satellites that were circling Saturn, so remote viewing can uncover um, objects unknown to the person who's who's actually participated in the session. Um, like if you if you tell me, Jason, I have a, per- I, I'm going to give you four digit number, and and you know that it's a purse that you have, it's in your closet in your bedroom, six five eight seven, and from those numbers. And if I go through a series of steps, I can sketch, I'll come up with a few different things and I will tell you what's in that closet or come very, very close to and the items that are inside of that closet. So in essence, remote viewing allows you to move your conscience to different places and to actually see what the target is, get characteristics and everything like that. Now, I'm also an associate remote viewer. They call it ARV. I was taught this technique by David Wallace. He's a world-renowned psychic. He's based in Hawaii. Uh, ARV, Associate Remote Viewing, allows you to predict future events before they happen using Associate Remote Viewing. David taught me how to predict the outcome of sporting events, NFL, NBA, uh, predict the stock markets up or down, S&P. 500 up or down, predict whether if a client call me and says, Hey, listen, I'm getting ready to do a business deal. What do you think? Okay. Give me more particulars. Okay. Give me a picture of the building that you want to buy from the bank. You want to you get the bank to buy. Okay. And I get all this information and I go through a session a little bit different from the scientific remote viewing, but I go through a session and I um, then come to the determination after going through a series of calculations that were developed by russell targ he's another pioneer of remote viewing and i write about these guys in my book i have a chapter on remote viewing so um, i go through a series of steps and i can determine using a formula also using my consciousness and using photos that we use to determine yes or no answers and once i do that Hey, I'm not getting a good feeling about the building you want to buy. I'm sensing pain. I'm sensing heartache. I'm sensing a lot of emotions about around this purchase. Hey, um, I don't know if you should do this or not. A few weeks later, a um, guy comes back. Hey, did you ever buy that building? No, you know, they were in bankruptcy. The guy who was trying to sell it to me didn't tell me he was already in bankruptcy and the building had links on it. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's predicting a future event using associate remote viewing. So these two modalities are awesome to use. You can use them to find lost keys, um, it, see what, what, what slot machine. I've had people call me, um, Sandy, and say, I'm going to Las Vegas. Can you tell me what slot to play? Okay, I need a diagram of the casino, and I need to know what games you like to play. And I can give you a close proximity of what machine you should be using. And I'm not the only one around that can do that. I was taught how to do it. There are guys that have written books on associate remote viewing. Uh, David Wallace, my instructor, he has a book out called Picking Winners. And I got the book. That's how I found out who he was. There's another book by, uh, I think her name is Katz. She's one of the pioneers of remote viewing as well. Uh, she has a book, uh, a huge book called "The Psychology and the Gaming of Remote Viewing." It's something to that magnitude. I have the book. I don't want to mispronounce it, but there's a, there are a lot of books out there on how to use remote viewing to for the lottery, um, for uh, predicting outcomes of sporting events. But I happen to know how to do it, and it, and it works. It has worked for me. I have like maybe a forty nine percent hit rate. On predicting the outcome of sporting events, almost half. First
0: thing, the first thing that came to my mind is the lotto numbers. How many people ask you for the lotto numbers?
1: A lot. Yeah, and I do the sessions for them, and uh, they the numbers that I provide are always in the um, actual numbers that that uh, are presented. They're just not a correct set now. When you are accessing the subconscious mind, it doesn't know what date and time and, you know, when the lottery is going to start, <laughs> yeah. you, they could have given the, you, you could get the right numbers, but it may be in another realm. It may be in another reality. It may be in another dimension. It may be you, but you are in the past in another dimension. So it's hard to pinpoint when or where are these numbers I give we actually hit. My instructor has won the lottery in Florida twice using remote viewing. Wow! He won $350,000 the first time. And about three or four months ago, he's on Facebook too, David Wallace. He won about $150,000. Um, um, and he has a YouTube channel as well. Uh, he won $150,000 uh, using remote viewing.
0: Wow.
1: Associate remote viewing.
0: Associate remote viewing. That's, but one of the main things. It, I have to be honest.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, again, I write about this in great detail in my book, and also I've studied it for a number of years. I'm really good at both. And it depends on which one, whatever situation. Um, For instance, I talk about a dog that I found for a client um, in Connecticut. And Um, when I first got the phone call, my spiritual teacher called me and says, Jason, and she's an animal communicator, so she can communicate with animals. She says, I can feel him. He's scared, but I, I cannot find him. And I told my client that one of my students is an excellent remote viewer and he can find him for you. So she called me and she says, Jason, can you take on this client? She'll, she'll, she'll pay you. I'm like, no, no. I mean, I don't. People that are in distress like that, just tell her to call me. She called me and I said, um, give me a picture of the dog. Text me a picture of the dog and text me four digit, a four digit number. Now, before you text me that number, I want you to embed your thoughts into this photo and I want you to say, 4122. I'm just making numbers up 4122, 4122, 4122. 4122. In anything else, you know, you, we were at this place and we were here, we were there in four, one, two, two, four, one, two, two. And I said, I want you to send me those numbers. So, so she sent me the numbers and a picture of the dog. So when I got the numbers, I did a session, uh, and I typically don't do remote viewing sessions without, a, without a uh, moderator. Um, uh, because sometimes you can skew the information if you're doing it, just you, but I had a pretty good feel for mixing associate remote viewing in with scientific remote viewing. So I used concepts of both, which allowed me to do this session. The first thing I did was I I sketched somewhat of a park with a river, some kind of a lake separating both sides, picnic tents, and electrical um, power lines running through. I'm like, hmm, why am I getting this? So I sent the image to Um, the, the lady, she's like, that looks like the park down the street. We were there earlier today. And that's where he got lost at. I said, okay, well, let me keep working. I kept working. And the only thing, uh, I could come up with Diane was a big tree that was next to a fence. And I, and I, and I sketched this out and uh, I'm like, this is all I'm getting a big tree next to a fence. And I said, and I kept working. I kept touching the pad, touching the pad with my hand. I said, he has to be, I think he's right by the tree. So I text her. I said, Hey, have you found the dog yet? Yes, we found him. I said, well, was he by a tree? She says, well, he was stuck under a fence. And I, I drew the fence and I drew the tree. And i thought he was by the tree but he was by the fence by the tree but he was stuck under under the fence oh, so creator. i was close
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> that's, that's the
1: an example of wrong doing
0: and do you work a lot with um like the police for like missing people and that then
1: I don't. I took a course. Well, I didn't take the course. I was in. I was in a seminar. Uh, we have the International Remote, Re- remote Viewing Association. Um, we have this uh, convention every year. And uh, last year, I did it online. So one of the speakers was trying to teach us how to use uh, remote viewing. Um, in what do you call it when you sketch? You sketch the. Uh, uh, um, suspects, um, or people that are on the loose. And this particular remote viewer was recruiting students to work with her in her program that worked with the police to help solve cases. So to answer your question, that's out there. Uh, I haven't in particularly gotten into that. Um, I was trying to get certified as a quantum healing hypnotist, which is fascinating (laughs) <laughs> and I had a lot of other things, perfecting my mind coaching, mindset coaching business and just perfecting my remote viewing and other things I was doing, yeah, podcasts, no, there's, there's you name it. There's a time for
0: everything. There is a time for everything. Yes. So let's get on because you mentioned it. Let's talk about quantum healing. You're a quantum healing hypnotist. Okay, we've all heard of a hypnotist. So tell us what a quantum healing hypnotist is.
1: Qu- quantum healing is a beautiful experience to... That allows you to experience yourself at a whole new level and people who typically seek quantum healing hypnosis you know cancer or liver issues or cataracts and they're almost can't you know blind almost can't see and um, um, you know all sorts of diseases um, that they they've tried to get help and also all sorts of mental Um, issues or people who are searching for answers, dreams that they continue to have, um, situations of deja vu. They're like, wait a minute, what is going on? I continue to have deja vu. All these things that happen to people, mostly they seek a different level of hypnosis outside of regular hypnotherapy, which is quantum healing hypnosis. And I've had some fascinating experiences With quantum healing hypnosis, one of the main things that happens is we are taught past life regression techniques, past life regression therapy. So I've had a client that um, we were um, trying to figure out a person in her family was always in her dream and he was always standing at the foot of her bed. And she could not figure out what in the world is going on here. Uh, This was a loved one that she really, really loved. And so she called me and said, hey, uh, this is kind of embarrassing. This is what's going on. Um, Nothing inappropriate is happening. But every time I wake up uh, in my dream, every time I'm in my dream, he's right there. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe we need to have a session. But right just from hearing you, maybe in a different lifetime, you guys were more than just siblings. Maybe, you know, he was maybe a husband at one point. Maybe he was uh, a boyfriend at one point. Because we come into this incarnation, um, you know, we're not the same. You and I could be brother and sisters. It's, it, we, we don't know what character or role we're playing. So we, go, we get into the session and she's had these dreams for a long time. We get into the session and the first uh, when, when I got her into the into to the to right state and then I moved her to different lifetimes and we jumped into one lifetime. And she was <laughs> I said, where are you? <laughs> Talk to me. Where are you? They're trying to get me. They're, they, they're not going to touch me. They're not going to touch me. I said, who's not going to touch you? they It's all this blood. All this blood is on my, on my gown. <clears throat> all this blood. They're not going to touch me. I said, slow down. Where are you at? I'm in the woods. I'm hiding. Who are you hiding from? That man ain't going to touch me again. I swear I'll kill him. So I said, let's move prior to this current situation and we're going to move prior to this to understand why Diane um, has been running in the woods where we've now moved previous uh, I mean previous uh, time to this particular incident tell me where you are tell me what do you see I'm laying in the bed Okay. Well, what's, what's happening? They're in the other room. Who's in the other room? Those men, what are they, what are they doing? They better not come back in here. I don't want to do that again. So there you have it. I'll cut it off right there. Mm -hmm. It appeared that something devious happened to the girl. She broke away, ran into the woods. Okay. And we know the rest. So That's an example of a a previous lifetime when you're trying to figure out why a person is having problems in the current life. Sometimes it's related to different instances in the current, I mean, in, in previous lifetimes, sometimes they are transferred to each and every life until you have a skilled practitioner that can Bring the higher self out using quantum healing hypnosis within well, Jason. What do you mean? Bring the higher self out. Well, once we get through with the going through the lifetimes and we can understand, all oh, right, there's the problem. I found it. Then we can ask the personalities of Diane to recede back to where they belong, wishing them, you know, wishing them love, wishing them peace, but they will be okay. We're going to leave them where they are. And we bring you back and then we could dive back in and ask to speak to your higher self or to God or to your source. Can we speak to them? And typically you will say yes. And why did you show us these previous lifetimes? And so we'll go through all these questions to the higher self. And the higher self is so brilliant. And I record every session and I videotape every session. And when I tell you, Diane, most people are amazed to hear this beautiful clear intelligent voice speak about their situation and we ask she's feeling anxiety towards her husband she doesn't want him to interact with her most of the time can you help her with that yes how will you help her with that Diane experienced XYZ during XYZ time. She no longer needs to experience that in this current lifetime. And then I'll say, well, that's what I figured, because in this lifetime, Diane is doing great. Why would she need to experience that? Can we remove that right now? Yes, we can remove that right now. That's the beauty of quantum healing hypnosis, that you can actually have a conversation with a client that's in a deep, deep uh, uh, brainwave state past theta into the sambulistic state, which is a state where you can only hear my you can hear my voice and I'm the only thing keeping you awake. You pr- are pretty much alert, but you're still being controlled by my voice and we can pull out this brilliant energy, this miraculous energy within you and we can ask it to heal. We can ask it to ask it to fix any kind of mental issues. Sometimes it won't. And sometimes when it says we cannot fix this, this is what Diane wanted before she incarnated. Because we also have contracts that we set when we're in the spiritual realm, because we want to experience certain things while incarnated here. Mm-hmm. And when we're using this particular technique Sometimes we're not able to heal, and it's a reason why, and that's because of you. That's because you wanted to experience bone cancer, and and that was something that you had already planned to experience, but if there's something that you have no need for that was passed on through a past lifetime, they will remove it. So that's quantum healing hypnosis, and it's a brilliant way to connect um, with your inner self. And you ask all kind of questions. Should I be, uh, again, should I be on this job? Uh, why am I married to John? Um, my daughter and I, we don't get along. Why? Well, your daughter was your mother in a previous lifetime, and you saw her needing help, and you didn't help her. It was some sort of karma that was built up. And I've had instances where... A, a, a brother has killed another brother in a previous lifetime and the brother in this current lifetime is his son <laughs> because you ask all these questions while you have them um, under in the sambulistic state, you have asked all these questions and you find this information out mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful, it's a great modality to work in um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what it is
0: wow i mean i love it um i suppose it's just it's slightly different but kind of it is going back through the past life regression to find where the trauma comes from that's kind of basically it isn't it
1: that's basically what it is and dolores stumbled upon she was able to ask for certain types of healing also julia cannon now runs the entire QHHT. Uh, platform, the, the school and everything. Julia has a book out called Soul Speaks. This book um, um, uh, also gives a understanding of every disease that uh, Dolores and Julia has ever encountered. Every practitioner that's out there, every disease, every disorder that we've ever encountered. And we've when we've asked the question, why are the burn marks on John's hands, or why does Mary have eczema in her hair, or why does Bill have cancer? The responses have been cataloged in the book. So now we know, as practitioners, when we're dealing with a person that's coming in to talk to to us and they have cancer, we already know that that's hate. Hate of self, hate of someone, or hate uh, for another person. If a person has eczema, they were typically burned in a previous lifetime because those were the responses that were given back. If a person has, uh, what do you call it? Um, Your throat. Oh, God, it just slipped my mind. Um, Your
0: esophagus, no?
1: Yeah, not the esophagus. This is something, oh, God. Anyway, uh, a throat disorder, uh, we know that that is um, a person who feels like they don't have a voice. Really? Because these are the responses we're getting back while we have these clients under this deep state and we're speaking to their higher self on you know on the a particular issue. Why are they going through this issue? Because Sarah feels like she doesn't have a voice and therefore it's manifested into this illness. And Can we, we talk remove about it?
0: Cancer coming from heat is that all cancer or cancer in a particular area or
1: typically typically any kind of cancer there's some form of hate in this particular lifetime hate of another hate towards you or or in a hateful situation or hate in a previous lifetime it's somewhere but it's centered around hate yes god it's
0: so deep isn't it and you know, we don't always think about our past lifetimes when we're thinking about what's going on for us now, but we really need to, you know, think about where we're we'll We don't. From. No, we don't. You're right. We don't. So you mentioned Dolores there. That's Dolores Cannon, I assume you're talking about.
1: Yes, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. Yeah. Um, it's all from Dolores. and Dolores Cannon. Yes, yeah, she's the founder, and um, um, you know, when Q-H-T I went through level one, that
0: you mentioned, what what does that stand for?
1: Yeah, Q- yeah, QHHT Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique.
0: Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, perfect. I had written down as H T. I'm Obviously, my dyslexia is coming out there somewhere. So <laughs> um, one quick question on that. Is that something you can do online?
1: Well, Dolores prefers that that particular technique uh, is not conducive for online because maybe the situation I mentioned with the young girl running through the forest and mm-hmm. screaming, and they're not going to... If I'm right there in front of her, then I can I'm more effective at calming her mm-hmm. and soothing her, you know, rather than her having headsets on 2,000, 3,000 miles away, thousands of miles away, and me not being able to uh, effectively uh, bring her back or let uh, calm her down. So she recommends us not to do it online, but hypnotherapy. It's done online every day. I, I, I do I do sessions daily um with hypnotherapy, uh regular, regular uh clinical hypnosis, but quantum healing is such a deep, deep dive um that we're we're told as practitioners to to stay away from online sessions. Now, there are different versions of quantum quantum um hypnosis that are done online, you know. So you know, you, you can kind of look at some, some people can look at doing those sessions, which they purport to do some of the same things that we do as QHHT practitioners, but within QHHT, we don't do the online sessions.
0: Okay. Well, we we'll definitely have to work on getting you over to Ireland then.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <Or> find
0: find <laughs> someone here that, here that does it for us. Yes. So I know that's a big part of what you do. Um, what about the mindset and performance coaching? Is that a big part of what you do today?
1: It's a big part because learning all the different modalities have allowed me to package them and now start to coach people on how to deal with depression, how to deal with their limited beliefs, how to deal with not getting that promotion, how to deal with the always doubting yourself. And we start by coaching a client. The first thing... You know know, when we talk to clients and we ask them, what is it that you want? Okay. And once you can find out what that person really, really wants and what they're really, really trying to attain, and then you find out what do you think is holding you back? It's just like life coaching, but what do you think is holding you back? And you find out those things and then you find out, okay, well, the first month we're going to work on um, finding the blockages that are stopping you from achieving exactly what you want. So when I find out these things through a questionnaire, then I start to work hypnotherapy. And I start to work on mindfulness techniques. And I start to work on techniques that allow them to realize themselves. And self-realization is the biggest thing in coaching. And obviously you ask questions that are crafted to get the responses that you want but you want to have the client to self-realize first and once they can self-realize well no yeah i i wake up in the morning i spend 15 minutes on my phone surfing internet and i don't have enough time to make those sales calls that i wanted to make and I, i i got to the networking event and I got there, I froze. I only spoke to maybe two people. I, for some reason, I didn't want to engage. But there's a reason why. And helping a person uh, through that, once you get that kind of data, and then, and then allowing space for them to talk about these things. When you allow a person space, and they feel comfortable, and you allow them to talk about these things, they begin a self-realization journey. They begin to trust you. And once you're trusted, then that's the key to reprogramming a person's mind using hypnosis. Because you will not, a hypnosis will not work for you unless you are okay with it and you trust the practitioner. You trust the actual therapist. And when you build that trust, we can now shift and reprogram the mind. We know that we can create new neural pathways. We know we can do that. And once you begin to s- send the subliminal message when they're at that middle deep theta, because in clinical hypnosis, we don't go to the somnambulistic state. However, I've used QHHT in a number of my coaching sessions. But when I'm online coaching, I use um, regular. Uh, Clinical hypnosis. Now, it takes more sessions. We can achieve the same thing as quantum healing, but it takes much more sessions. The average person needs at least 10 hypnosis sessions to change a habit or to change a mindset. Quantum healing hypnosis takes five hours at tops. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer if you hadn't properly gotten, uh, properly moved the person to the right uh, uh, brainwave state. Four to five hours typically is what you can look at with quantum healing hypnosis, but you need about ten sessions uh, to actually change a habit or change a symptom with a client. so i so I use hypnosis within my mindset coaching program. Uh, we get clear on what it, it exactly it is you want, find out what it is that's holding you back, and then use different techniques to move you from that place. And in the second month, I do a three-month program. The second month, we then, uh, we're clear of the blockages. And now the programming begins. I wanna be able to make $100,000. I wanna be able to uh, read five different languages. I want to be able to have so much confidence and and, uh, I wanna be the best networker. So I start to program you by script writing, writing scripts, starting off with introduction, Starting off with a deepener to get you deep, deep, deep into a theta brainwave state. And then the body of it is the script on some of the things that we're trying to reprogram about you. I'll, I'll then uh, say, uh, uh, put you in a hypnotic state uh, and then I'll uh, uh, do a hypnosis session with you. I'll create a self-hypnosis um, audio for you and then teach you how to do self-hypnosis. And we spend that entire month on reprogramming the mind reprogramming the operating system, which is your brain and adding new software into it because we are operating systems. (laughs) The brain is just that. And and we, we add these new, uh, these new programming into the brain. Uh, and when I think about that, I think about Jose Silva, uh, the mind method and Jose Silva has a number of books out there that talks about Um, training salespeople for success. Tony uh, Robbins is one of those guys out there that uh, motivational change your mind. It's a lot of mindset coaches and they have similar techniques as I do. But I think that with the combination of uh, hypnosis, combination of quantum healing and just mindset techniques, I have a fascinating way of helping a person change their mindset uh, by attacking the blockages and then clearing all the blockages and then reprogramming the subconscious mind and in the third month i come back and then we show you how to maintain it we show you different techniques i show you how to meditate i show you then how to be mindful i show you how to live subconsciously and i show you how to use the power the power of affirmations and when you are taught from that perspective and these are people who are already successful or already businessmen, but need to figure out how to get to the next level, already great athletes, but they break down at the moment that they should, they, that they're trying to be their best. And these techniques, no matter what, if you're an ordinary person, just a working person, a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, uh, mindset coaching from that aspect is a very, very, very powerful tool, Diane.
0: It's amazing. Like I'm sitting here, yes. and I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I could use it for this and I could use it for that and I could use it for everything else. <laughs> I'm going to look yes. at that course. Um, I wish that the quantum healing could be done online because you're so far away with that. That just sounds amazing. Yes. So finally, and I know I've kept you so long, I do apologize. But finally, tell us about your book. Who's this book for and what can we learn from it?
1: This book is for the curious. It's for the, for the person who has realized that there's more to their life um, than you know just going to work every day. Uh, for the person who um, you know, wants to explore themselves at a more profound level, um, expanding your consciousness and being empowered by it. Your consciousness is a beautiful thing. It, it, very, very beautiful. Um, the book um, can be used in a lot of different ways. Um, You can look at this book as a beacon um, uh, to help you move in certain directions in your life, um, you know, as a guide um, that can help enhance your intuitive abilities. Um, The book can be found and you can download the first uh, two two chapters on expand and power. backslash the book, www.jasonmedlock backslash the book. The book will be out October the 10th. Um, and, um, but right now you can go and get, um, you know, a, a free look at it right now. Also, I have a one week mindset bootcamp course that you're able to, um, you know, just go through an intensive, uh, bootcamp, um, um, training of changing your mindset, you know, um, you know, how to change your mindset, how to do visualization, how to uh, disperse limited beliefs. So it's a one week, seven day boot camp, and that's on obviously backslash online courses.
0: Perfect. So I will put all those um, links in the description box attached here as well, um, so people can find all that stuff on your website and where they can download the first part of your book and um congratulations on the book by the way that's amazing so it's in called empowered by consciousness um and i i'll definitely be having a read of it my kindle is definitely going to be um stocked up with that jason i can't and i'm gonna send you a
1: copy of it i should have sent you one before we got on but i'm gonna send you a copy of it as soon as we get off and um oh thank um, you jason i'd
0: appreciate that i'm definitely gonna have a read of that so, look, thank you so much for giving us so much of your time. I, for one, have learned so much from you. I could talk to you all night. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll follow this back, back, back up and I'll get you.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, I'll, and, and we'll swap it and I'll get you on my show, Expansion of Consciousness. Um, uh, I'm on YouTube and I'm on all the platforms. Oh, so right. we can continue our conversation. And then it's yeah. your turn next to come on. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on season four right now. Wow. I hadn't started season four yet, but yeah, we we definitely need to do that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I look forward to it. So Jason, look, thank you so much for your time and to everybody who's listening. Thank you for your time and for tuning in and just check the description box attached here for all the links and details that Jason has mentioned. So um, with that, I'll leave you and I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life. So until then, take care and stay safe. Discussing everything
1: about the afterlife And spirit world